Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. So let's go. I'm ready to hear. Then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Father, have your way today. Speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with strength. Speak to us with power. Father, we decrease now that you would increase. I pray against anything that would distract us, anything that would mess with us receiving your word today. And we declare that where the spirit of the Lord is, what is there? There is liberty. That means liberty, watch me, not just from the enemy, but liberty from ourselves liberty from the stuff that we have allowed ourselves to become that's not like you liberty to bad thoughts liberty to bad ideology so today have your way in us can i get you to open up your mouth and make that declaration say lord have your way in me come on say it again say lord do what you want to in me say stretch me today in jesus name amen guys can i get you across america and around the world and just lift your hands for just a few seconds and just tell the Lord how much you love him. If you're not a Christian yet, I'm going to introduce you to Jesus in a moment. But until then, can you just lift your hands? It's not just a sign of surrender. What did we learn earlier? That there's two words. I'm giving him something. I'm receiving something. I'm giving him something. I'm receiving something. I'm giving him issues. I'm receiving Emmanuel. I'm giving him stress. I'm receiving the Savior. I'm giving him my burdens. I'm receiving a blessing. I'm giving him my problems. I receive the Prince of Peace in Jesus' name. Somebody say, yes, Lord. Let's go. So we are in this series called Parables, and we've learned that parables are stories that Jesus used to illustrate principles. This series so far has been amazing. If you've missed the messages, go back and look at them on YouTube and our podcast and even our Facebook pages. Today's uh, parable is this. It's the parable of the talents, and I want to get right into it. We're going to go line by line, precept upon precept today. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 is where we find the beginning of this parable. Somebody say the parable of the talents. Come on, say it again. Say the parable of the talents. So let's look at this. Here it is. It says in verse 14, for it will be. Now the question is, what's the it? The it is referring to the kingdom of God. Say God's kingdom. His kingdom is the way God does things. God's kingdom, uh, if you think of it simply, is every king has a domain. Well, the scripture makes it clear that everything that is, it is the Lord's. I need you to hear me. Our God is not a borrower. Our God is not a beggar. Our God is not powerless. Our God is all-powerful. You need to know, watch me, that you're not just serving some dusty road, jacked-up savior that maybe did the job well. You are serving a God that he's got all power in his hands. He can heal, he can save, he can deliver, he can set free. Listen, he can give you water, a wine from water. He can give you manna from heaven. He can heal your body. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? I need you to remember the best thing you got going for you is not your education. It's not your good looks. It's not your social media profile. The best thing you got going for you is God. Can I just get a few of you across America and around the world to make that declaration and say the best thing going for me is God? You need to know that because if you don't know that, watch me, you'll think there's options. And the truth is, you don't know that you're loyal to the Lord unless you've got options to do something else and follow somebody else. And for some of you, you've tried other ways, you've tried other methods, you've tried other beliefs, you've tried other religions, you've even tried not believing. And guess what you're doing today? Looking at church. 
I need you to say, my God is powerful. He's powerful. He's powerful. He's so amazing. The Bible says he'll become what we need him to be. When Moses said, what is your name? Because we've only known you, watch me, as daddy's God. We've only known you as mama's God. Some of you, you grew up in church, but you didn't know God for yourself. You knew him through your mama. You knew him through your daddy. You knew him through your grandmama. Moses says, we know you to be the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which means we don't know you ourselves. We know you through them. I need many of you to hear me. The reason that this quarantine has been so good for you is because you finally got to deal with God for yourself. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. God allowed us to be in quarantine so that you could deal with your individual issues, so that you could develop your individual relationship with him. Watch this. Moses says, he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He says, we don't even know your name. You don't know my name. He says, you don't even know my name. We don't even know your name. And he says, I'll tell you what my name is. He said, my name is I am. I am, in Hebrew means I'll prove who I am to be, which means he says, listen, whatever it is that you need in that moment, I got the ability to change myself into that. So if you need a mother, I'll be that. If you need a father, I'll be that. If you need comfort, I'll be that. If you need correction, I'll be that. Whatever you need, somebody holler, he is, I am. So here it is for it, it, his kingdom, his kingdom, God's way of doing things. God's not sloppy. God's not lazy. God's not passive. God is not, watch me, God is not whack. Let me see if I can say it another way. God, he doesn't have to do anything. Uh, God always makes sure things are done well. Why are you telling me that? Because it's going to be important in a moment. For it, his kingdom, his way of doing things. Heaven's attributes on earth. That's what the term kingdom means. It's God's M-O, his modus operandi, how he does what he does. So everything we're about to read is about how God does things. I need you to catch that because watch me, if you're not careful, you will think that the God of the Bible is the God of social media. And the God of social media acts any kind of way and does whatever they want to do and says whatever they want to do and then say, but God's still blessing me. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right there. The God of social media says, I can do whatever I want to do and as long as I put some prayer hands at the end of it, God's in it. The God of social media says, I can be ratchet every day, but post church on Sunday. And all I'm trying to say is, it's important to understand, because what we're about to read is how God does things. Somebody say, this is how he operates. So when we see how he operates, then we've got to operate with that. One of my favorite movies is, if we'll get on God's side, God will be on our side. So here it is, Matthew 25, 14, for it. What's the it? His kingdom. What's that? His way of doing things. Will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. First thing I need you to know is nothing you have is yours. We live in a selfish, sociopathic, narcissistic time where everybody thinks, let me break those words down, selfish, it's all about me. I chose me. It's about what I want. It's about what I want to do. What you have is not yours, including your body. What you have is not yours, including your time, including your energy, including your money. Nothing you have is yours. What did God say? He says, my kingdom, watch me, as I called you to me and gave you my stuff, which means everything you got is mine. Don't get it twisted. So selfish, then narcissistic, watch me, that means you are self-obsessed. You're not just selfish. Selfish says, I got some water. I'm not letting you have no water, even though I don't need all this water, and I can help you with some water because I got a stash of water, but this is my water. Narcissistic says, well, listen, I'm the one that has water, and the truth is if you did things like me, you'd have more water like me, and since you don't have more water like me, I'm not even going to tell you how I got the water. I'm just going to drink it right in front of you. Sociopathic says, watch me, I'm going to watch you starve and die from having no water because I could care less about how my actions affect you. That's the type of culture we live in now where people will say, you can count on me, and then when you count on them, well, I can't do it. I got these conditions. I got to do this and this and this and this. And God is like, I don't work that way, baby girl. I don't work that way, son. This is, watch me, everything you have is mine. First of all, you're my servant, which means, watch me, Understand God's positioning with you. God says your whole role in life is to serve him. Look at me. Not for him to serve you. But American Jesus is here to serve you. You can have whatever you like. But God says that's not how I work. It's for you to serve me. And then everything you have, I gave it to you. 
Watch me. Parents, your children aren't yours. This is why it matters how you raise them. It's why it matters that you don't let them act like Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers and Jason and Chuck and them. Because they're not even yours. He says, everything you have, watch me, husbands, that ain't your wife. You are given stewardship of her. Everything you have belongs to God. Can I get you to open your mouth? We're just in verse 1. Let's go. Say, everything I have belongs to God. Which is why you don't have to be selfish with it because it ain't yours know-how. Can we go further? He called his servants. Say, I serve the Lord. And entrusted to them what his property. Uh, watch me, verse 15. To one he gave, here it is, five talents. Bam. Got my five talents. Got my five talents. So to one he gave what? Five to one he gave what? Five talents. Five, talents. five T's. Let's take a look at these five T's. Come on. Let's look at these five T's. They're coming on the screen. Let's look at these five T's. Say my time. Well, what does that look like, Bishop? God says you should attend church faithfully. And we should build our lives around church, not build church into our lives. Church ain't supposed to be convenient for you. It's supposed to challenge you. But then, two, our treasure. We get to faithfully give our tithes, offerings, first fruits, and love offerings. Question, can you be trusted with money? How do I know I can be trusted? Because I faithfully give. Third, our talent. We get to serve. Right now, we even got digital serving options, which you don't have to be in the building to serve. We get to use our gifts and talents to change lives. Every talent, gift, and skill you have, God says, I didn't give it to you so that you can just get on Instagram and try to be Insta-famous. I gave it to you so that you could use it to build my church. What is Jesus building? On this rock, I build my church. That's the only thing God is building, which means if I'm not building what he's building, question, what you doing? Number four, thirst. Our prayer, our praise, and our worship keeps Jesus first. During that time of praise and worship, y'all, that's not just a time for us to sit there and look at folks singing. That's our time to go after God. Can I just get you to open your, your mouth and make this declaration and say, I'm thirsty for God. And number five, our testimony. We get to invite everybody and anybody to harvest everywhere all the time. Somebody say five T's. Say it again, say five T's. So he gave to one five talents. Five T's. Come on, y'all with me? All right. To another, watch me, he gave two. To another, he gave one. Now, real quick, a talent there specifically is a measure of money. Say money. Can I get you to do the money thing right here? Can I get you to do the Now, watch me. What is money? It is something I can use to get something done. Look at me. Money is a tool. Money is a resource. Let's go back to those five T's. Your time is a tool. It's a resource. Come on. After your time, what do we have? We have your treasure. Uh, say, that's a tool. Say, that's a resource. Say, my talent is a tool. It's a resource. Say, my thirst is a tool. It's a resource. Say, my testimony is a tool. It's a resource. Look at me. God says, I have given you these things. And you are to use these things as a tool and a resource. Watch me. He gave one, how many? Another? Another? Watch this. According to his ability. Now, this is the interesting part about the whole parable. Y'all with me? He says, everybody can't handle the same thing. Everybody's not able. Now, that's deep. Because if you're given more, more is required of you. Let's go here, y'all. Say ability. Interestingly enough, the word ability right there is the same word ability in the scripture when it talks about, and he gives them power. Dunamis is the word. So he says, I gave to each one according to their force. Some of you, watch me, you are passive. You're not forceful. And forceful doesn't mean being a rude a uh, 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 crazy person force just means I won't stop until I've accomplished the goal some people roll over without finishing I need you to open your mouth and say I'm not that type <laughs> then abundance God says 
Some of you don't, watch me, you don't operate from a perspective of abundance. You operate from a place of scarcity. So he says, I could only give that guy one talent because I knew that he was going to be a complainer the whole time. He didn't have an abundance, watch me, of patience to get the job done. He didn't have an abundance, watch me, of being able to have a high pain threshold. See, you can only grow and gain to the level of pain you can take. So I need an abundance of pain threshold. See, the bigger you're going to become, the bigger you're going to be, the more pain you need to learn how to deal with. I need you to open your mouth and say, I've got an abundance, an abundance. Here's the next definition of ability, meaning. He says, for some of you, it ain't going to mean much to give you anything, which is why you have nothing. You ever given somebody something that was very valuable to you, but it had no meaning to them? So what did they treat it like? Nothing. Why? Because it had no meaning to them. See, for all my business owners and entrepreneurs, be careful putting people on your boat, especially friends and family. Because what they will do is this going to mean a lot to you. But watch me. But there's sometimes where it won't mean anything to them. Because they're going to try to do you like Jesus' friends and family did. And we knew you back from Nazareth. And so we, we're not understanding what it is you're doing now. They'll try to pull you back to what you used to be. Then it means might. Might means it's the way you fight. He says, I gave to each one according to his might. He says, listen, I know that this dude with five, he has some fight in him. I need you to open him up and say, that's who I am. Which means, watch me, I can take a licking, but watch me keep on ticking. You can knock me down, but watch me get up and wipe myself off. You, somebody said, there's some might in my fight. All right, then here's the next definition, a worker of a miracle. See, when something means something to you, you won't stop until you see a miracle with it. Now, that's deep, right? Can I get back to that with scripture? Look at the woman with the issue of blood. It meant something for her to not have that issue for more than 12 years. So when she heard that there was a miracle worker, she said, let me try that. Some of us, watch me, we try one thing and it don't work. And then we say, well, I, I ain't doing it no more. Because there's no desire to work a miracle with what we've been given. Y'all going to get it in a minute? Then it means power. Say power. Then it means strength. Say strength. I gave to each one according to his strength. Now, this looks the same, but it weighs different. Looks the same, but it weighs different. See, see, look. Look at our Monopoly money. Look at this Monopoly money. Say purple, green, blue. Now, so the purple, purple, I can make it spiritual too. You see, purple is royalty. Green is life. Blue is the priesthood. The lowest denominator has the most important function. Ah! All, right, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. I can make a spirit, I'm just saying. But look, all right, look, but look, but look, but look. These all look the same, but they weigh different. This is going to buy more than this, but it looks the same. Same weight. Got it? But they carry, listen to me, they carry different strength. I'm going to say that again. Same weight, but they carry different strength. Do you ever look at somebody that said they were your same weight, but like they was a gym person pre-quarantine? <laughs> and, and so the weight they carried is the same, but it was a different level of strength. Same principle. God says, I gave to each one according to his strength. Because I knew he couldn't handle that. Which means, look at me, please. Whatever you've been given, stop saying you're overwhelmed. You're not. He would have never given you that weight unless you had the strength to carry it. I need you to type this on the screen and say, I got this, I got this, I got this. Then watch me. Then it means violence. I like violence. Not because the way we think of violence. I'm not talking about, you know, crazy violence. Violence here means, this, the Bible says that the kingdom suffers violence, the violent take by force. Violent means I'm focused and I'm unwavering. And if I do waver, it's only for a couple minutes and you won't know that I wavered. Say there's violence. Now again, what is that? Focus, un unwavering. So he gave to each one according to his ability to focus and not waver. Why is that important? Because then the Bible says, then he goes. 
So first God sows, then God goes. Many times in life, you want him to stay there and do the work for you. He doesn't do that. He says, I'm going to give you something. I'm going to give you everything you need, but I'm not doing the work for you. Now, the issue with that is that if you don't grasp that concept, you will be a Christian that never conquers anything. Because you're waiting on God to do what he said. I already gave you what you need to do it with. But since you think you're an owner and not a steward. What's a steward? A manager. What's the manager mean? You report to somebody. Many people live like they don't report to anybody. And you got to be careful. Hear me, especially single people. You got to be careful dating people that don't report to nobody. If they're not accountable to somebody that can check them and, let, and, and get them in the correct order and get them in the correct way, I'm going to tell you, anybody that ain't accountable to somebody is about to take you through hell. You think they fear you? No, they conquered you. They don't fear you. They need somebody in their life they've got to report to. Okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right there. All right, let's go. Verse 16. He who would receive five talents. Now, remember, he got them according to his ability. Here's the thing about all those words about ability. I can improve my ability. So if I want more, I need to stretch more, learn more, grow more. See, all of those words I just mentioned aren't some divine thing that God does. It is in my ability, in your ability, in our ability to stretch. So let's look. To the one who he gave five talents, what did he do? He went where? At once. Somebody say at once. Because he knew procrastinating procrastination kills he knew if I sit on this watch me I'm gonna get lazy with it let's go y'all see for some of you this is why you feel like you never get a break because God knows you're a procrastinator let's go and sometimes God says I gotta keep pressure on you so that you consistently stop procrastinating pressure removes procrastination look he says he went at once and traded now traded is interesting he traded with them and made, watch this, five talents more. Now, watch this. This verse is about, this got so much revelation in it. You ready? He received what? Five talents. Five is the number of grace. Five is the number of favor. Five is the number of supernatural. Immediately, he said, let me do something with what I got. Question. When God gives you something, what do you do with it? Well, Bishop, God ain't gave me nothing. Everybody breathe. He gave you that. What have you done with it? Everybody move your arm. All right? If it's moving, he gave you that. What are you doing with it? Everybody move your toes. <laughs> move your foot. He gave you that. What are you doing with it? You haven't conquered anything. You've complained about everything. Well, this person doing this, and this person doing this, and this person doing this, and the government doing this. And listen, you are exempt from the government's problems and issues. You better realize if you are in the kingdom, what does that mean? I ain't part of all this mess y'all doing. That's y'all's recession. That ain't mine. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. That's y'all's issues. That's not ours. If you're in the kingdom, the issues of the world are not yours. Why? The Bible says he'll perfect those things that concern me. The Bible says, watch me, that he makes all things work together for my good. So even when it's going down for other folks, it's going up for me. That's Bible. But, 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 but question, question, question. What are you doing with what you've been given? And he traded, say calculated risk. Notice who he traded with. Them. Y'all ain't never seen that right there. Y'all thought he went out here to all these other people. He said, look. He said, look. He said, you, I got these two. He said, uh, you got these. And then he says, and you got that one. He said, let's, let's, let's work here. Let's, let's make something happen. Say calculated risk. How he end up getting five off of them? Because he, his ability said, I will not go before my master and tell him I didn't get something done for him. So before I try to go conquer out there, I'm going to start right here. You got it? Sometimes, watch me, you want to be bigger than your zip code, but you haven't mastered your zip code. What does that mean? We haven't mastered what's right around us. Y'all hear what I'm saying? 
like you want to encourage other people, which is amazing. Start with encouraging you. How is it you're nicer to people who live outside of your house? I need you. Ooh, I got cried right there. I need you to just lay your hands on yourself and say, start right around me. Okay? He traded with them and he made five talents more. Look at verse 17. So also the one that had two, he made two talents more. So now this guy here, he got five talents. I need another talent. I gave you the wrong count. I need some more talents. All right. This guy, he got five. So now, watch me. He, he says he, he, he doubled this. I'm going to say he doubled it. He doubled his talents. One that got two, what did he do? He got two more. Verse 18, but the one who received one talent, and this is where we're going to spend the majority of our time in today's message. The one that, ain't nobody ever gave me nothing. I always have to fight. Life's been rough for me. You don't know how my mama treated me. You don't know how my daddy treated me. You don't, know, you don't know how they treated me in school. The same way they treat every kid. Kids have mean problems. That's why you need to discipline yours if you find them being mean to somebody else. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Kids find differences and then they demonize the differences because they're taught that that's what makes you better versus celebrating the differences. Which is why when you were born, the what? Curse breaker was born. So if, you, if you're a parent with children, you got to make sure they know. Don't demonize people because they're different than you. You don't have to feel better about you at the expense of putting them down. You ready? The one who had one talent, look at what he did. He went and dug in the ground. What do you do when you're not a good manager? You get messy. To dig in the ground, you got my talents? Thank you, you got my talents for me. Come on, come on, talents, come on. I got talents. Come on, talents. Look at all this. Look at all this money. Y'all remember when Monopoly money, you really felt like. And some of y'all, watch me. I had faith, so I prayed over my Monopoly money in Jesus' name. Hey, I declare in Jesus' name, Lord, turn it into real money. Listen. <laughs> you ready? Look, 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 look. What did the guy with the one do? He took the one. According to his ability, that's all he was given. Because that tells us something about his background. That tells us you came from a place, watch me, where you had to learn how to survive. So you always operated from a scarcity mentality. You always operated from a place of might not be no enough. No enough. Mm -hmm, I said it like that. Might not be no enough. So what did he do with his? He took his and said, uh-uh, let me get messy. Let me go dig in the ground. Have you ever noticed people who aren't busy making things happen are the messy people? In churches that way, the folk that ain't doing nothing are the messy ones, always complaining but don't do nothing. In business, it's the same way, always complaining, don't do nothing. In your family, it's the same. you know who that messy auntie is, you're trying to figure out how you're going to deal with her tomorrow because she's messy. You know why? She couldn't manage her marriage, she's trying to manage yours. Talk to me. She couldn't manage her children, she's trying to manage yours. I need some of y'all to type on the screen, don't be that messy auntie. Don't be that messy uncle where you in everybody else's business, but yarn, you took and you buried it. Yarn, that's a southern word. <laughs> it means yours. You ready? Let's keep going. He took it. He dug in the ground. He got messy. It takes messy. You got to get messy to dig in the ground. And he's like, that. He probably, he pro I'm sowing it. No, you messy. And his, watch me, and he had his what? Master's money. Check this out. He thought he was an owner. So he thought he had a right to give it back worse than what he got it. See, somebody say, I'm a manager, not an owner. Everything we have, y'all, including our bodies, including our breath, our talent, our skill, your five toes, I mean, your ten toes. Your ten, on five or one hand. Your ten toes, your ten fingers, all of that doesn't belong to you. Look at me. Y'all ready? Let's go here. Your emotions don't belong to you. Everything we have does not belong to us. We are a manager or a steward. We are not an owner. This guy thought he was an owner because he took his master's money and he hid it. Some of you all right now, you're hiding because you got talents that you could use to build to harvest, but you hid it. You can, sing, you can sing the house down. And you do at your house. 
You sing your house down. And you could use it for God's glory, but you're hiding it. Y'all ain't going to talk to me now. You're hiding what you've got. You could testify to people. You, you, listen, you, 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 you're getting out, you go into these stores, and, and depending on where you're watching, you know, you got water parks open, beaches open, and you're talking about social distancing. That's why I didn't witness to them about the Lord. That's why I didn't invite them to church. Huh? You hit it. Your prayer, praise, and worship. You care so much about somebody else's thinking about how you praise and worship that you hide it. Lord, I'm going to praise you. I love you, Jesus. I worship and And then if somebody look at you, up. And then you the ones come to church late and leave early. Because you're hiding what he gave you. And I need you to make this declaration. We fit to go up. Y'all ready? Somebody shout this. Say, I'm not hiding it anymore. Can we go? Look, look. He thinks he's an owner, not a steward or a manager. See, when you're a manager, you realize there's a supply that's bigger than me. When you manage a business, you say, there's a supply that's bigger than me. I can go ask the board. I can go ask the owner. I can go ask somebody above me. When you think you're an owner, you think you run the balance sheet. God has unlimited supply, but when, watch me, but you'll operate from a scarcity mentality when you see yourself as an owner instead of a manager. Somebody say, I'm a manager. God has unlimited supply. Whatever it is that you need, God is like, I've got more, but I need to see what you're doing with what I already gave you. Did y'all catch that? God says, I've got more. Somebody say more. more. Y'all remember that commercial, little girl, she said, we want more, we want more. But what are you doing with what you have? What are you doing with what you have? As soon as the gym open up, I'm going to work out. So push-ups don't work in your house? Now, I'm not judging nobody because I ain't done nothing. Listen, so this ain't a judgmental concept. <laughs> I got my arrows. That's what I do. I stick to what I do. I do my jog. That's what I do. Stick to that. Here's the deal. Many times we want more, but we haven't managed what we have. You want more friends. Cultivate the ones you have. I just need somebody to be able to hang out with that understands me. And get, hang out with you. Take yourself. Well, you can't go to the movies now. Take, take yourself on your couch to watch the premiere of a movie. Inviting people over. Listen. Doing all that extra sanitization. Y'all ready? Check, check me out, guys. Check me out. You ready? Here it is. God says, I've got unlimited supply, but why would I give it to somebody who misuses what they have? So can I get you to make this declaration? Say, from this day forth, I will manage what I have. Here's the line. Say, very well. Come on, let's go. Verse 19. After a long time, which means, oh, dude, oh, girl, you've been hiding for years. You learn how to hide as a child. Because when you got more, that makes you a target. Now people talk about what it is you do. So some of you, you don't want to sing in church now because when you were 14, you got teased at the church. Somebody said, Bishop, I thought you were going to put a crease in your, in your shorts. I said, and put some dress shoes on too and walk like one of them walking suits. Come on out like this here. Praise the Lord, everybody. Listen, 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 listen. He's been hiding for a long time. Question, what have you been sitting on for years? What have you been sitting on? What have you been sitting on? And you're like, I'm just waiting on God to give me a breakthrough. God says, I'm, you, 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 you better use that talent. You better use your time, your thirst. your He says, you already have. I'm just waiting on God for financial breakthrough, but you don't give. Like, it's just not happening. Remember, this parable is about what? His kingdom. How his kingdom works. So after a long time, somebody say after a long time. 
the, the master of those servants came and watch what he did. He settled accounts with them. In other words, he says, I've got a question. And here's the question for us all today, y'all. What have you done with what I gave you for my glory? That's God's question to us. It's my money, not yours. It's mine, not yours. You may have had it once, but I got it all the time. God says, it's mine. Somebody say, it's his. Question, what have you done with what you've been given? Tell me, like, but Bishop, I was, given, I was given molestation. What have you done with it? Bishop, I was, given, I was given being cheated on in a marriage. What have you done with it, though? Are you still that bitter woman from 15 years ago? What have we done with it? I'm not, I'm not even saying, listen, be mad, be angry, holler, do what you got to do, but then go do something with it. I need to prophesy to everybody under the sound of my voice. It's time for you to do something. I need you to open up your mouth and lift up your hands. Say, Lord, I'm going to do something. Bishop, I built this business and it failed. Okay, so what? Are we going to still cry about it? Let's do something. I just need some of y'all to get your swag back. I, I just need some of y'all to get your energy back, to get your passion back. Somebody say, I'm ready to do something. So look, look, verse 20. And he would receive the five talents, he came forward. See, when you're a producer, you don't mind coming forward. I need some more purple talents. You don't mind coming forward. <laughs> I ain't got my purple talents. Got to do something with it now. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so y'all just imagine with me, it's six more. How many is it? Six more. Now that's my father. I didn't tell him how many. Only, they gave me what I asked for. You ready? He was glad to come forward. You know the people God often picks are the people who produce the most. You know who gets more to do? The people who get what they have done. Somebody can wonder, well, how come so-and-so don't ever get nothing? How come so-and-so don't get asked to do nothing? Because they are one talent. They don't get nothing done, no how. The people who get more done get more to do. You're complaining about your reward. More to do was your reward. You got some more talents for me? All right, here we go. Here we go. Bam. Hold on. Hold on. Go, go on, do it for me. Go on, do it. T touch your neighbor. Say, this is what's about to happen in my life. This is about what happened so, he, so he has these five. And as he has these five, God's like, you've been good. Give me another one. Bam. He's like, you made me double? Another, 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 here you go, another. And look what he says. He says, enter into my joy. He says, watch me. He says, you're about to experience a level of happiness like I do. That's what the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. God says, I don't have nightmares, which means you're about to live at a level you've never lived before. Because since you did well with what I gave you, it's time for you to enter into my joy. Somebody say, my joy. I don't, I don't think you catch it. I, I don't think you catch it. Go to the next verse. It says, his master said to him, well done. Somebody said, that's what I'm going to be told. If you go up in church, you think that's for the end of your life. It's not. It's every day. Every day. God says, now I gave you life. I gave you strength. I gave you the ability. Now I need to see you do something with it. In Memphis, we say it like this. Say something, do something, move something. I need you to make that declaration. I'm going to say something, do something, move something. That just means I'm going to produce every day. So tonight, you know what he's going to tell me? Well done. On Monday, you know what he's going to tell you? Well done. On Tuesday, even if you get some bad stuff, what you're going to do? Well done. Good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. Now, he got more than anybody, but compared to the master, he said it's a little. He says, I will set you over much. What's your reward for doing good? More. But with more comes more responsibility. With more comes more responsibility. When you're a good manager, you get more. But when you get more, that means more responsibility. See, some of you, you shouldn't have handled your hell so well. <laughs> what you mean? Because God says they know how to take a... Ooh, they, know, ooh, they know how to go through, which means, watch me, I can trust them with trouble. And if I can trust them with trouble, what does that mean? Let's go to the book of Job. That means I'm going to give them double. See, whoever can be trusted with big trouble, God says, I can also trust you with double. Somebody say, I can be trusted. Let's move. So, so, then, so then, verse 21, his master said to him, well done. Good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little. I'm going to set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. The people who do more with what they're given get more. 
to do something with. I'm obeying. The people who do more with what they're given get more to do something with. I'm going to say it a third time. The people, you ready? Who do more with what they're given get more to do something with. Verse 2, he said to the one who had two talents, come on, let's settle these accounts. The one with two talents, what did he do? He doubled it. Come on. Here we go. All right, there you go. So that's what he did. Man with two, y'all see? Y'all see the green? Show them the twos. Show them the twos. Y'all see the twos? Y'all see them twos? I don't know. That light is blocking the twos. No, you got them to the back. You see the two? There you go. Everybody see the two? You see the two. It's the two. Trust me. Listen, God says, I wasn't expecting you to do the same as him, but I was expecting you to at least do something with what I gave you. See, see, he had already been through enough emotional turmoil to handle the pressure that came with that level. So I'm glad you didn't come to me with excuses because I'm here to settle accounts. Which means I want more. Look at me. I want more back than what I gave you. Parents, you are steward over your child. He wants them back better than he gave them to you. Somebody tell me, but this is just how they act. God said, well, you better get it together. Who's in charge? Charles, let everybody know. Charles in charge. Oh, for my millennials, that was a TV show. Everybody know. It's, everybody know what Charles in charge is. Google it. Listen, he says, you've done good. Let's go to the verse. He says, here's two more. Go to the next verse. It says, and his master said to him, well done. Notice what both of them get called, but they don't have the same amount. You compare your success to somebody else's harvest, not knowing what they did in the first place. Both of them got the same reward. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I'm going to set you into much. Here's the same reward. Enter into the joy of your master. Somebody say, joy is coming. Say it again. Say, I'm very happy to be here. Here we go. All right, y'all ready? Look, 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 look. Verse 24. Here he go. You know one talent people because you expect their excuse. You don't even expect them to produce or perform. You expect an excuse. Some of you got friends you expect an excuse from. You'd be shocked if they did it. He would receive the one talent he came for. Notice who came for it last. Him. Because when you've been hiding, it takes a lot of work to get you out of hiding. To get you to come settle your account. Because you already know. Let me put it to you. You ever said something to somebody they knew? And here's what they told you. I know. I know. Let's be honest. How many of us have ever done that? We, I know. I know. You know that relationship ain't about nothing. I know. I know. But we're going out for Memorial Day, though. Just This is going to be the last weekend. I'm just going to see what happens. Here she go. One talent. He who received a one talent came for it. Watch me. He doesn't have nothing to show. And when you don't have anything to show, all you have is excuses. And I need y'all to hear me. God says, I know life has not been easy for you. Guess what? Neither has it been for anybody else. But what I expect from you is you to take what I gave you and to give it back to me better because this is how my kingdom works. If you grew up in poverty, you shouldn't still be there. If you grew up with bad relationships, you shouldn't still be in them. I need you to make this declaration. Say, I'm the curse breaker in my bloodline. Say, I'm a great steward, a great steward. Say, I'm a great manager, a great manager. Look what he says. I knew, watch him. Master, now he want to be in order. I knew you to be a hard man. Wait a minute. This is how you're going to start the conversation? You know why you have to, watch me, you know why you have to talk about what you perceive about your master? It's because you know he has expectations and won't accept excuses. So what you have to do is put your failure on him. I couldn't do it because of you, sir. I couldn't do it because of you. And this is the culture we live in. 
You ask certain political officials, do you accept responsibility? I don't accept responsibility for anything. You know you ain't done nothing, and that's why you can't accept responsibility for it. It's not a political statement. It's a statement about leadership. Master, I knew you to be a hard man. You got expectations. You reap where you didn't sow, and you gather seed where you didn't scatter. Now, let's be honest. Y'all ready? That's a lie. The one talent he gave is seed. So not only, not only are you complaining about expectations, but you a liar too. Y'all don't like this. Yeah. yeah, met somebody that when it was time to settle accounts, not only did they complain about you, but then they lied about what the expectation was. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. So you didn't text me back, huh? And say delivered. <laughs> and some of y'all ain't changed the setting. I knew when you read it too. But I changed the setting. <laughs> you ready? So then they changed the facts. They changed the facts to justify failure. And I prophesy to you this will not be a year. This will not be a decade where you have to change the facts because of failure. I declare you're getting in some wins. Come on. Everybody make this declaration and say, it's time for me to win big. So let's go. So he says, I knew you'd be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. It reveals what his master's about to call him. So watch me. I was afraid. Why are you afraid? Because this man has a scarcity mentality. This man, it tells us a lot about his background. And if you've ever grew up with a struggle in any area, or lack in any area, that will also be an area you have a scarcity mentality. So for those of you who get in friendships and relationships or business or even church and you become a runner when something doesn't go your way, that's revealing you have a scarcity mentality. Because what did the man do? He got afraid and he hid. What is running? Hiding. It's me saying, I, I, you're probably going to leave me, so let me just leave you. You probably are going to have an issue with me, so let me just go. And I rebuke the runner and anybody under the sound of my voice. You're not running from things. You're going to be like David. You're going to run to your issue and you're going to conquer it this year. Please make that declaration. Say, I'm conquering Goliath this year. Let's go because I got to finish this. His master answered him. Well, let me finish what he said. So I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look what he said. Here. <laughs> you can have what's yours. Now look how he gave back to him. Because remember, he dug in the ground. He hid it. Hold on, let me open it up for you. If you knew your master had expectations, why you come half put together anyhow? Like, what did you think? We were going to have a, a, a talk about how it's okay for you not to come correct? You know I'm not that type of master. Here you go. Anybody ever handed you some money like this and you were like, especially now. PayPal it to me, baby. PayPal it to me. Cash app that to me. You know, social distancing. They hand it to you like this. And look what he says. Here, you can have back what you gave me. Since I got messy with it and hid it, it's actually not even in the same condition you gave it to me. It's worse. And guys, every day, can we be honest? Can we have a real honest discussion? Every day, some of us give our day back to the Lord like this. Here you go. Woo, child, I'm tired. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to sleep. I'll pray tomorrow. And God is like, you going to come up all in my house like that? When I gave you an opportunity to change the world? I set an obstacle in front of you and said, but she got this. I set an obstacle in front of you and said, but he got this. I set some haters in front of you and said, but they're going to use these haters to be an elevator. I don't understand why you gave me that. Look at his response. Y'all ready? Verse 26. But his master answered him. I like his master. You wicked and slothful servant. Y'all ready for this? Here's what he's really saying. You do the least and expect the most. You want to break, but you didn't build anything. You want me to make something happen for you, but you haven't made it happen for my church. 
He says, but you're a servant, which means you serve, but you don't have the right heart, and it shows in what you produce. Because if your heart was right when you were serving, you would produce something that would be indicative of a right heart. You ever had somebody do something for you, and you could tell that the heart behind it wasn't there? Like, I can tell you didn't care, because this is how you gave to me. And you knew I wouldn't take that. And then when I wouldn't take it, you ran and told your other servant friends, he, he's a hard man. He's a hard man. Reaping where it didn't sow. Well, how you got what you got then? Gathering where you gave no seed. How is it that you literally are holding the seed I gave you in your hand saying that I gather where I didn't give no seed? Y'all ready for this? Come on. This, I, know this is, I know this is like a Wednesday message. But I just need you to make sure that the second half of this year, you make up for any lost time in the first half of this year. Y'all better hear me today. I just need you to let Corona know you didn't shut me down. You didn't stop me. Matter of fact, you were a blessing to me. Please open your mouth. Say my best year, my best decade. Look, he says, he says, um, he says, verse 27. Let's skip down there. You ought to have at least invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming... I could have received what was my own with interest. See, look, what the master wanted wasn't first. What the servant wanted was. He wanted to be, y'all ready for this? He wanted to have no fear and no change because he wanted comfort. What the master wanted wasn't important to him. So the reason he felt comfortable giving this back to him is because he never cared what his master wanted in the first place. See, when you love the Lord, it's about God's will, not our will. Say, Lord, your will be done, not mine. But if it's all about your will, you'll give somebody anything and say, look, here you go, God. I've been through hell. God is like, I know, and I expected you to have made, watch me, a book out of it by now. I expected you to get a harvest out of that by now. I expected you to be out of debt by now. I just don't understand why you're giving me this all. Look at this. You don't even want to play Monopoly with this. You ready? You want to get that ironing board out and iron it. Some of y'all know about that. I used to iron my Monopoly money. <laughs> Some of us say, oh. I just said, Lord, if I'm going to play it, I'm going to play it right. Now listen. Be a good steward with this paper. Listen, listen, question 915, replay, rebroadcast, is what you want more important than what he said? Because if it is, you will come to him with this, and you'll tell him stuff like this. I had to start doing for me. I had to start living my life, my life, my life, my life. I had to do what was right for me. I got a room full of people coming to see me. I, it's from a movie. And God says, yeah, but you made what you wanted so much more important than what I wanted. Somebody asked the question, well, Bishop, how do I know what God wants? Well, with what he's gave you, given you, what have you done with it? So look at verse 28. And we're done. Take the talent from him. Okay, come on, let's have this exchange. So you don't want with the 10 talents. So here you go. There go your 10. Take your 10. Come on, 10. Somebody say, I'm on 10. 10 is the number of divine perfection, which means when you use your grace, come on, y'all. When you use your grace, God says, I'll perfect those things that concern you. See, God knew 14 years ago we weren't dealt a good hand. He just said, son, give it back to me better. Give it back to me better than when I gave it to you. For some of you, you weren't given a silver spoon. You were given a plastic one. God says, just give it back to me better. I'll perfect those things that concern you. So he says, you're wicked and you're lazy. This is because you think that I have to take that. This is how God's kingdom works. You think I have to accept. I accept you. I don't accept that. I need you to catch the message. Don't catch this as, oh, my God, God, don't let me know. God is like, I love a whole lot of you. I died for you. 
but what you trying to give me, Mm-mm. I ain't going to be able to do that. I need you to make this promise to the Lord. Say, Lord, this year, everything you've given me, I'm giving it back to you better. Come on, y'all, make the declaration. Say, this decade, everything you've given me, I'm giving it back to you better. If you're a business owner, when you give your business back, it's going to be better. If you're a wife, you're going to give your family back better. If you're a husband, you'll give your wife and your kids back better. If whatever you are and whatever you've been given, God wants it back better. But he says to the wicked, here, you just come real quick. You're going to be the other guy real fast. So here you go with this. Mm-hmm. Android. All right. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> Guys, it's a joke. We do jokes. I joke about Apple and Android. Don't get offended. These are jokes. Amen? So here you go with his one talent. The master, let's just pretend for the, the sake of the discussion, I'm the master. He's got 10. He's enjoy. He's enjoying what he worked for. He took what he had. He made it better. He took lemons, made a lemonade stand. A lemonade company, lemonade soap, lemonade sandals, y'all ain't talking to me, lemonade jewelry, lemonade hair care products. See, you're missing it. God says, you better take whatever you got and make something out of it. The stuff people make fun of you about, you better reverse it and make something good out of it. Ready? He says, hey, take this. And uh, he says, look at the verse. The verse says this. Take the talent from him, which means, watch me, there's other people there. There's other people there. Which means when you're not a good steward, everybody sees it. And you got to be careful because some of you, you're so focused on how you look to people that you don't realize how you manage what you have determines how you are perceived by people. I need to make this declaration. I'm a good manager. So he says to somebody, take his. I don't even want to talk to him. Take that. Take that message, see? And look, he got a scarcity in talent, so he's trying to fight over it now. You didn't want to do nothing when you had it, and now that I'm about to take it, you want to value it. Don't be the type of person that you only value when something's about to be taken from you. I need you to make this declaration and say, I will appreciate what I have so he doesn't have to take it from me. Let's just take 15 seconds across America and around the world to let God know we're thankful. We're thankful for strength. We're thankful for help. We're thankful for finance. Come on! Where the thankful people at? God, I'm thankful for my struggles. Thankful for my valleys. Thankful for my mountains. Thankful for my Johns. Thankful for my Judas. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You don't have to take it from me for me to appreciate it. Look, now I want to fight over it because it's been taken. He says, take it from him. And here's what you think Jesus should do. I'm going to give you another chance. Here's what you think Jesus should do. You've been through a lot. No, he says, give it to the one with more. Bishop, I want to live in overflow. This is how you do it. Bishop, I want to live in abundance. This is how you do it. Y'all ain't gonna say that to me. I'm just giving you the Bible. Look at verse 20. Look at me. Look at me. Slack attracts lack. All right, look at verse 29. To everyone who has, more will be given. And he who has an abundance, watch this, uh, but from the one who has not, even that what he has will be taken away. You ever heard this saying, the rich get? Maybe. Look at me. Maybe. The issue is the mentality, not the money. Maybe the issue is the mentality, not money. Because now he ain't got nothing. So guess what he doing? He telling his sad story to his mama them, cousin them. Life's been so rough. And his master's like, no, you didn't do anything with what I gave you. You didn't do anything. Some of y'all said, Bishop, I grew up in the hood. You don't know what it's like. You learn how to hustle. Now make that hustle holy. Come on. A holy hustle. You learn how to make deals. You learn how to take a bad situation and make it good. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Maybe it's the mentality because slack attracts slack. So now he has nothing. So now he's complaining. He's mad. He's angry. Everybody saw his mismanagement of what he had. And now this guy who already had more than what he needed. He got his stuff. 
And the Bible says this is how the kingdom works. Let's finish this up. Let's finish that. We got to go all the way up. Verse 30. I got to finish. I'm out of time. Verse 30. Cast the worthless servant. Whoa. He went from being wicked and slothful. Now, you ain't even worth nothing now because what you had, I took. And I rebuke God having to take what you got. Come on. I need you to open up your mouth and say, my best year, my best decade. See, sometimes when you feel worthless, it's an indictment on your management. You feel that way because you mismanage what you had. But I came to tell somebody, if you're hearing this word, it's because God's about to reissue some talents. Please let me flow in the prophetic for just 30 seconds. I got to go. I prophesy to you that wherever you have mismanaged what you had in the past, that today God issues you a new hand. I need you to please open up your mouth and make that declaration say a new hand, new hand, new hand. I prophesy whatever time you've wasted, he gives it back. Whatever treasure you've wasted, he gives it to you. Whatever talent you've wasted, he gives it to you. Whatever thirst you've wasted, he gives it to you. Whatever testimony you've wasted, he's giving it to you. Somebody holler, I've got another chance. Say it again, I've got another chance. He says, cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. Darkness means the absence of the knowledge of God. Look at me, slack equals God's silence. When you are not a good manager, God stops talking. Why give you new instructions when you have not followed the existing instructions? Let me show you where he goes. To a place where there will be weeping. And as you can see, if I had time, I would show you the cross-reference there, which goes over the psalm. And in the psalms, weeping and gnashing of teeth isn't hell. It's regret. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. 
They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.